Welcome to Facts Roundtable, a podcast dedicated to navigating life with food allergies across the lifespan. Presented in a welcoming format with interviews and open discussions. Each episode will explore a specific topic, leaving you with the facts to know or use. Information presented via this podcast is educational and not intended to provide individual medical advice. Please consult with your personal board-certified allergist or healthcare providers for advice specific to your situation. Hi, everyone. I'm Caroline Mawasasi, and I am your host for the Fact Roundtable podcast. I am a food allergy parent, advocate, and the founder of the Grateful Foodie blog, and I am Fact's Vice President of Community Relations. Before we start today's podcast, I want to pause for a moment and give a heartfelt thank you to Genentech for sponsoring today's show. Today, we're going behind the scenes at the Hershey Company with Kevin Boyd, Manager of Allergen and Toxicology, and Megan Kanjora, Senior Manager of Food Safety and Culture. Welcome, Megan and Kevin, to the Fact Roundtable podcast. I'm absolutely thrilled to have you two on the show today. Thanks for having us. Yeah, thank you. Today's show is just extra special since I've known Kevin and Megan for years now, and I have to confess of being in total awe of their work, their intelligence, their passion to keep the consumer safe. But what really has stood out to me over all these years is how they've turned their expertise and knowledge toward the management of food allergies. Therefore, before we get started, I would like to invite Kevin and Megan to share their backgrounds and what they do at Hershey Company. So let's start with Megan. Hi, Caroline. Thank you so much for having us. I've been at Hershey for seven years. And before that, I worked in military intelligence as a debriefer, an interrogator, and an instructor for all those different topics. I have a pretty solid background in understanding people, communicating across cultures, and adult learning. So at Hershey, I lead our global food safety culture where I help everyone from our CEO down through our plant floor employees understand their roles in keeping our consumers safe. I love that you've done intelligence and then you've taken that amazing background and you've applied this here to these yummy foods that I get to eat. I just love this. And now, Kevin, please go ahead and introduce yourself. All right. I don't, I do exactly what Megan says. So she won't interrogate me, but I'm a toxicologist by training and I've been at Hershey about three and a half years. It's been very interesting personally, because I get the opportunity to be involved with a number of regulatory and food safety topics perhaps most relevant for today, I also have responsibilities for our corporate allergen programs. And with that, I get to work with some really great people across all functions at Hershey and even our external partners up and down the supply chain. And of course, with Megan is an industry leader in food safety culture. And so getting to work with her is awesome and translating some of what we want to do for food allergen management to behaviors in our manufacturing facilities. Kevin, can you tell us what is a toxicologist? So everything has safe and unsafe levels. So a toxicologist does risk assessments and makes sure everything, whether it's a consumer product or a food that we're exposed to, is at a safe level. It's very interesting, but it basically covers everything from medicines to food. Thank you so much. Now, Kevin, you are actually part of our club and you are the father of a child with food allergies. So what has been your experience as a food allergy dad? And then how has that impacted your career at the Hershey Company? Yeah, so really being the parent of a food allergic child has been the whole impetus for me leaving a job that I really liked and coming to Hershey and working in the food industry. 
And as, you know, as someone who didn't work in the food industry, just as a consumer and parent of an allergic child, I had trusted Hershey and had a positive opinion of them as a food allergic consumer or the parent of a food allergic child. And so I had been thinking about food allergens all the time as a parent calling companies and you know, my wife calling companies. And so when the opportunity came with Hershey, just thought I couldn't pass it up to work in that area, mainly for two reasons. One was kind of selfish, right? to learn more from my own benefit to make food choices for our family. But also I thought I could bring a unique perspective to Hershey being the parent of a food allergic child. And I've said this before, though, there's plenty of other people working in the food industry who have food allergies themselves or who care for someone with a food allergy. And so I'm not as unique as I thought. But having that vantage point in various functions, uh, it's invaluable because it helps in the culture aspect that Megan's going to talk about and makes it you know, real and tangible to our coworkers on the importance of food allergies and, and having safe choices as a consumer. I would think that when you are speaking internally to staff and employees, you're very, very relatable. I mean, not only are you giving important data, but you live it. And so you really know what the consumer is experiencing. Yeah, I, th I think it definitely helps. And, and you asked before, you know, what does a toxicologist do? And so as a toxicologist, we usually ask ourselves, you know, would I let my child use this product? In this case, would I let them eat that product? And so here, it, you know, it's very easy because I have to think about that legitimately, not just a hypothetical situation. So it's much more real, allows to really kind of assess the situation and say, you know, is this something that you know, we're comfortable doing and that consumers would find acceptable too? Well, I think it's safe to say for all of us in the food allergy community, we like you being in that position. <laughs> I like it too. So I'll be honest, when I started this food allergy journey with my son, which was 20 years ago, can't even believe it's been that long. I've had no idea of how important a partner food manufacturers would become in our lives. And Megan, you once said that food safety and quality are embedded in the hearts and minds across all Hershey employees and are a way of life that enables us to keep our customers safe, protect brand equity, and enable Hershey's global growth. So can you dive deeper into that and explain to listeners what did you mean by that statement? Sure. So at Hershey, our purpose is to make more moments of goodness. And we can't fulfill that promise without a solid food safety foundation. As you know, we make chocolate and snacks, but we also make memories and campfires and movies and road trips and, and everything else. We make all of those events a little bit sweeter for everyone who enjoys our products. And they're there through the good and the not so good. I mean, s'mores have been super popular during COVID, especially at my house. So because of this, it's super important for us to get all of it right. When our employees are taking their annual allergen training, for instance, they're not just checking a box to say that they understand the topic, but we really help them understand why that topic is important, what it means to our food allergic consumers. We introduce them to food allergy related employees at the company like Kevin. So they can see how their work ties directly into the trust that our consumers show when they buy our products. By the way, employees are some of our number one consumers, too. So they're doing it not only for the consumers that are out there, the food allergic consumers all over the place, but those people who are working with them that they see every day. So when they're doing their jobs, they're thinking of how Kevin's son can safely enjoy a standard 1.55 ounce Hershey bar during a movie. And they're thinking about how their coworker's granddaughter loves Twizzlers on summer trips to the beach and how their friends and family enjoy their favorite products outside of work, too. So I guess simply put, what I meant was we help them see their work 
through people's experiences that they know and that they care about. So when they're doing an allergen clean, they're not just executing a checklist. They're taking care of all of our consumers who rely on them to get it right every single day. I'm just using allergen training here as an example, but this actually applies to how we approach food safety culture overall at Hershey. Well, you're absolutely spot on when you said you're creating memories. Just a really quick sidebar here. My daughter's a senior in high school, and we wanted to kick off the year with a fun little gift and little treat for the kids. And immediately we went to Hershey Kisses because they met all the allergen needs, and we put them in the box. And then in the box, we put a little poem and said that the Hershey Kiss represented hugs and kisses that we couldn't give them right now to welcome them to the senior year. So it was really sweet, really special. And then we're going to end the year with the Hershey Kisses, too. So I related completely when you just said you're creating memories. And I'm just so grateful for what you do and how you do it. Because people like my family and, and our listeners, sweets are important. We love chocolate. Being included is important. And again, having those abilities to create those very traditional memories are just so important. Thank you for that answer. Whenever my family finds a really yummy product we want to eat, it's our protocol to call the manufacturer. So now, Kevin, I'm going to turn back to you because I believe I once heard you say that sometimes if a consumer calls a Hershey company, they might actually get forwarded over to you. So can you explain your role in providing customers information about food allergen management and actually just share some information with us in general, how someone would find allergen information? We appreciate how important this is in making decisions that fit within everyone's comfort level. I came to Hershey from a company that put a big emphasis on transparency, and that was my first real job after my postdoctoral fellowship. So things I learned there have shaped the way I think. And combining that with calling companies myself and getting, you know, knowing the information that I would like to hear, I try to take that approach with the way we respond to consumer context. And I'm really just sharing my vantage point here. Hershey's, I think, has been doing this before me. And fortunately, we have some great people in our consumer relations group who, who have embraced this because it's more work for them to gather this information and get the right information to consumers. But they've taken that. You know, they're very passionate about providing consumers information they're looking for so they can make informed choices on the foods they eat. And it makes it easier for me when everyone's kind of bought in. We want to provide this information and make our effort to do that. So just one thing maybe to let everyone know is sometimes when you ask for additional information that isn't on the label or things that maybe could change, you know, behind the scenes on our end wouldn't impact a label. Sometimes contact has to get escalated or followed up so we can get the right information for you. Not necessarily every representative who answers the phone might have that on hand. So in no cases are we trying to dodge questions. It's just some might take a little bit longer as they forward that along so we can make sure you get the right information that you're looking for. So now what kind of questions do people call with? Oh, we get all kinds of questions. Many times, a lot of people want to know what's in the facility. If, it's, if that's not on the label, you know, what other allergens are in the facility. We get a lot of questions about flavors, components and flavors. And that's one where we tend to have to follow up because it's not a, you know, hiding behind the scenes when we say that's proprietary to the people who make the flavors. So if there's a regulated allergen in there, they would obviously have to disclose that. And that would be present on the label and the ingredient statement. But if someone has an allergy to another food that's not one of the regulated ones, we might not have that information on hand for a component and a flavor. And so we'll follow up with our flavor supplier and get that information. But there it's just, you know, as you're contacting other people, you know, they might be on vacation, they might have whatever happens. So 
sometimes it takes a few days. We'll always um, make an effort to obtain that information and get back to you. So now if someone listening today is hearing me talk about these Hershey Kisses, what would you suggest their next steps be to learn if the product is safe for their child? Should they go to the website? Should they go over to the store and read the package? Should they just give you a call? Like what would be the first step someone should do when they want to explore a product? So I, I think the first answer we always give people is to read you know, read the label and trust the label. And we're trying to make that a little bit easier to display allergens by adding the contain statement to all our packaging. So that's obviously not anything novel. A lot of foods do that, but something we hadn't done in the past, we just left it in the ingredient statement. So one way to make it clear, and then we'll use precautionary allergen labeling to try and convey risks from, from the manufacturing environment. So if we listed one of your allergens in that, say, manufactured on the same equipment as an allergen, that's kind of our key that you should probably avoid that product. And if you don't see your allergen on the label, then in our opinion, knowing the manufacturing environment, we don't think that's a product you need to avoid. But we know that doesn't work for everybody because some people, their comfort levels might be avoiding any product made in a facility with their allergens. So that's where you know, we would recommend you call if you'd like that level of information and we'll, and we'll answer the question then. But you know, using the label, really, we have one label to fit many consumers' different comfort levels. So if we were to put every allergen in the facility, for example, on the label, there'd be no way for someone to distinguish which ones represent a true risk and which ones are just kind of a full transparency disclosing information. So we use the label to try and represent the products that you should probably avoid if you have that allergy. Uh, but then the other information, you know, we're happy to provide um, if you want to call and ask a question. I'm personally just a huge fan of picking up the phone because some of our allergens that our family deals with are outside of the top eight. But now, Megan, we're going to turn over to you. As we mentioned earlier, the Hershey Company is global, which feels overwhelming to me, like this whole worldwide company. So how does Hershey address cross-contact and allergen management protocol overseas? We approach allergen management the same everywhere in the world. So Hershey's Product Excellence Program is our food safety and quality management system. And that's actually based on global regulations to meet or in some cases exceed the regulatory requirements and labeling requirements for everywhere we sell and make our products. So as you know, different countries have different regulated allergens. So it's definitely complex, but we do have a really great system to keep everything where it needs to be. Excellent. Thank you so much for that. So now, Megan, as we're talking here, I understand the Hershey Company actually has a labeling professional. Can you explain what role this job plays in keeping consumers safe? Sure. There's actually more than one. The labeling group is part of our regulatory compliance team. So when we're developing graphics, for instance, they're making sure all of the proper regulatory information is on the label and in the right format for where we're going to sell it. So that includes allergen information, as well as those precautionary allergen labeling pieces that Kevin mentioned earlier, if those apply to the product that they're reviewing. And as Kevin also mentioned, we're adding the contain statement to our labels, and they have a really important role right now in making sure that all of those are accurate. So if something is mentioned on the label, it needs to also be mentioned in that contain statement as well. So there's a whole team that does this. There sure is. 
I yep. love this. I'm such a chocolate fiend. So this is like a dream conversation to someone like me. So now before we wrap up today, is there anything that both of you would like to share with listeners today? And I'll start with Kevin. All right, Karen, I think this is the toughest question because I don't know what to summarize or what to focus on. But best way to find information on the label, do you call? And that, that's probably the most common thing is finding the best way to communicate with consumers because the context is so important to provide all these things, but you have kind of three avenues. You have a website or some kind of, of means via the internet. You have the label with the direct at the point of sale. And then you have you know, the 1-800 number and, and talking to people on the phone. As consumers, we have so much information at our fingertips, but not all of it's always accurate. And so it's challenging as consumers and parents to sift through all of this and you know make sense of the information or to take a piece of information and maybe we don't have the proper context to allow us to truly assess what that means. And so with labels, you know, we end up with a black and white statement. This is in the facility or may contain this. Uh, but we don't get to provide the context around that information. And like I was saying before, we really only have one label statement to satisfy different comfort levels between consumers. So it's always a challenge to find the right balance of providing the information that everyone wants without you know, minimizing the risks of the products that should be avoided by people with certain allergies or making it look like products are riskier than, than maybe they are. And if I could say one more thing, so sometimes as a consumer, we think we're asking a simple question to a company, but from our end, you know, and trying to interpret maybe what, what someone means by that question and the best answer that they want, it's not always quite as straightforward. And so we get a lot of questions like, I have an allergy to X or, or to these two things, and is this product safe for me? And, and that might be all it is. They, we get the allergen or the allergens, and then is this product safe for me or is this brand of product safe for me? And that sounds like a pretty straightforward answer. We should be able to answer that. But for us, we can't really say yes or no because safe means something different to every consumer. It could mean not on the same equipment, not in the same facility. And so some people think we're dodging the question because we won't just say yes. But what we would do in that case is just provide the additional details around the allergen or allergens mentioned on how they're used in that facility, if they're used in that facility, and then let the consumer decide if it fits within their comfort level. But we will get follow-up questions. Tell me if this is safe for me. And what is kind of repeat with that same information. Or we also get a lot of comments where people think we only have one or two products you know, in our entire portfolio that might be safe for, for their allergies or combination of allergies. And so we have a lot of products and a wide variety of allergens. And so I think people would be surprised that you know, we, we have a lot of things that would probably fit a number of different profiles, but just might not be obvious because we make a lot of peanut butter products in Reese, for example, or you know, almond containing products in different chocolate bars. But for the most part, just like consumers, we're trying not to share equipment as much as possible because it's easier to manage that way. Thank you for that wonderful explanation. You know, I have to admit, I didn't realize some Hershey products were actually safe for my children until I actually met you. And when you gave that wonderful explanation many years ago, that's when I realized, okay, so there are peanut butter products, but there are three football fields away. It was just an amazing moment for my family. And so now, Megan, is there anything you'd like to share with everybody? From my perspective, what I would love to share with the audience is I come not from the food industry, right? I don't have a background or any expectation for what any of this stuff should look like. And when I walk into one of our manufacturing facilities, you're just completely overwhelmed with awe of how many things are going on at once. Everything, is, there's so many people going around and such fast paced everything. And 
really, at the end of the day, this is a very complex business that we run. And and it seems really scary, right? Because it's a company and it's a big company. And some people are scared of big companies and there's nothing wrong with that. Always question everything. I mean, my entire job has been to question everything my whole life. So, <laughs> but do know that in all of that complexity, there are these very well thought out programs and systems in place. And we have a lot of people who care a lot about our consumers. One of our Hershey behaviors that everybody's evaluated on and actually gets paid against is called Champion Our Consumers. This community of consumers is one of my favorites. I'm not going to lie to you. I mean, I like the other consumers too, but you're actually my favorite. And really we do everything with you in mind, right? Like we want to provide you with options. We want you to have those memories with your children, the same as everybody does, right? It doesn't matter if you have a food allergy to milk or if you have a food allergy to peanuts, we hope we can provide something for all of you. And we hope that you understand that in the the complexity of all of those systems are a ton of super smart people like Kevin and like all of the people on our food safety team and in our manufacturing teams that are out there really trying to make the best safe product for everybody, no matter where you go. Overall, I think my piece is, this is really complicated and we would like to think it is Willy Wonka where there's just like magical things happening in this one warehouse and then candy comes out. And it's not that way at all. But with all of those smart people creating those systems and people that care really executing them and making them the best they can be every single day. That's really what we want you to know is that no matter what someone cares. Thank you so much. That's a beautiful statement. Well, thank you to you too. I know you're super busy. I really appreciate your time coming on the show today. I hope we can do this again in the future, but thank you so much for being with us and for enlightening us on the Hershey Company and giving us a little sneak peek into Willy Wonka's world. Yeah, thank you for having us, Carolyn. Thank you. Before we sign off, I just want to give another thank you to Genentech for being a kind and generous sponsor. Thank you for listening to Facts Roundtable Podcast. Stay tuned for future episodes coming soon. Please subscribe, leave a review, and listen to our podcast on Pandora, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, and Stitcher. Have a great day and always be kind to one another.